Hello and welcome to The One One, your West Australian racing podcast. I am BJ Ryan. Joining me is the Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. Hello, BJ. How are you? Not bad, Terry. How's things? Very good, mate. Very good. I'm still in the process of recovering from a, a fairly uh, heavy railway stakes day um, and uh, failed dig deep day, but um, very close to, uh, to full fitness. How about yourself? Looking forward to winter bottom day? Sure am. I, I'm really excited for this the the group one the winter bottom the actual the race itself absolute belter um this 1200 meter weight for age race really looking forward to uh dissecting it with you and seeing what you come up with we don't really know each other's thoughts just yet so it's going to be interesting um first look so um but just quickly ducking back to railway stakes day you it was billed as your grand final final. um, every year year in year out so on that would you say that your performance resembled that of Richmond's from this year's grand final or more like <laughs> more like GWS Giants or somewhere in between? I reckon it had bits and uh, bits and pieces of both, I'd suggest. My performance off the field was definitely uh, definitely Richmond-esque. What, dust, was, dusty Martin type? I was, well, you could say I was a little bit dusty the next day, Beige. It was a, uh, it was a, long, old, uh, a long old campaign and I think anyone I ran into that evening would uh, probably attest to the fact that I'd... Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably drank half of the uh, the bar at Ascot, but um, on the track we found a couple of winners. Always, always like to find something. Uh, I think it would have been a profitable day following us. Well, it definitely would have been, but um, I always like to to find something at a good double figure quote to get up to be really satisfied with the day. So, I think this might be the day coming up, Beach. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not as big on the winter bottom as you are. As it's a nice race, and and aesthetically and from a purist point of view, I'm excited. But the rest of the card, this is the first time I've gone into a Saturday with multiple. Double figure um, and close to double figure selections that I, I'm really confident on. So Good pretty start. sure it's going to be a, a clean up job, Beach. Love the confidence, yeah, Terry. Um, lacking lacking no, nothing in confidence there, mate. So uh, yeah, really looking forward to getting stuck into the preview. Um, this week, uh, we're doing an over and unders to see whether we can go over or under the one hour mark for the for the podcast last week we stretched out to an hour and 30 hour 40 actually can we bring it back to an hour terry what's uh what's your thoughts uh we're about uh 24 to 1 to be under an hour so and i reckon (laughs) the smart money's taking the dollar oh three about over an hour so uh i apologize in advance again so uh to your ears and your partners and anything else affected by having to listen to us for that long good stuff yeah well my um my railway stakes day resembled a little bit of barracky beats in in the uh, carbine club on well, Saturday. I think beating one point six, you know. I know it was a good run, no, but I, I actually can't pick on it for being in these races because it's continually beating half the field home, and it's continually not being beaten by absurd margins. So yeah. I, the horse is flying. She could probably um, Joanne Leeson could probably go find the nice. Uh, I'm not sure what it's rated these days. Seventy five, nice, I think. Seventy five. Yeah. Find a nice sixty six plus. Put an apprentice on and. Um, it probably wins a Saturday race, the yeah. way it's going. Yeah, so, yeah, started brightly, established a nice mi- uh, mid-program lead, but faded on my run late. So <laughs> just just taking into account the railway stakes, uh, Regal Power, he is, that was a turbocharged win. Um, Team Williams, William Pike, Cerise and White, what more can you say? Second up, blinkers on, mile. Gee, they're a good, gee, they're a good camp. What an operation. Like, to get that horse to improve, that much that's on typical. railway stakes that is massive. That's just typical, Peter. So the amount they improve second up is uh, is quite incredible. So and he, I think that ride was quite simple, but I still think he outrode them. And mm. you go to the Electric Light win and the Jungle Mist. He, 
I think he outrode him there as well on a track which not many horses made good ground down the middle. Um, Pikey just knows if, if you're patient enough and then save him for that one run, you'll get the best out of him. And he just lifts him over the line, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, you can say he gets lucky, but it happens too often to be luck. Like he landed on the back of Platoon, who's on the back of Akinastar in the three wide line. And those three... Strong line. Those Strong three line. finished. Like he just happened to be on the right horse's hammer, slingshotted himself into the race. And his, his, his finish was just... Exactly yeah, right. It was awesome. And he's so. opted for Tuscan Queen in the... Uh, I love how every time he wins, because he, let's be honest, he, he tends to win the railways and the guineas, or he's very close to it. And they go, oh, I wonder if Pike will stick with his horse from the railway. Will he stick with Galaxy Star or go to Arcadia Queen? And he comes out and goes, oh, it's a very tough decision. It's never a tough decision. It's never, ever a tough decision to take the three-year-old in what is predominantly a, a three-year-old's race. I put some stats on Twitter um, the other day in a conversation with... Um, Pete McCormick, actually, um, about the dominance. I think there's something like 29% of three-year-olds have won this race. 20, 29% of entrants um, have won this race in the last 10 years, while 4% of um, older horses win it. Something like 7 of 140 older horses compared to 5 of 17 youngsters. So the weight scale, it's to be honest, the weight scale is just wrong. Mm. Um, and it's no surprise to see Tuscan Queen, uh, uh, Pike get a Tuscan Queen. Sure, yeah. So we'll touch on this more next week, obviously. Yes. But but there will under be under an hour. There, Sorry, there, you're right. But there will be several three-year-olds contesting that the Kingston Town at this stage. I believe um, Jericho Missile is heading in that direction. KC, obviously, Tuscan Queen. We've spoken about maybe even Superstorm. Won't get um, a run. Oh, we'll get a run now. Summer starts out. Maybe, maybe. Might and um, but can you shed some light on the people's source? Dig deep. What's the program at this stage? I read on Twitter during the week that Joseph has a party back from Singapore, riding well has been booked to ride yeah. about 52 kilos. Joey Az has been booked to ride um, and we will be heading that way. I think there'll be some thought given to, without giving too much away, I think there'll be some thought given to running in um, the Lee Steer or the Skay Hill if drawing a horror barrier. Uh, I would probably hope, regardless of the draw that we run, as I said, it's a race really uh, dominated by three-year-olds and uh, if we draw a gate and can settle near the speed, even though we probably didn't hit the line as strongly as a KC or a Superstorm, um, I think the 1800 will really suit us and uh, I think maybe we uh, we lose last week's battle to win the war beach. Maybe yeah. instead, of, instead of three to one, we get the 25 to one and um, yeah, I have a party for a couple of days, I'd suggest. If you draw low and land in the 1-1, one, one, then uh, mate, 52 kilos. I, th I, I thought your run was pretty good the other day yeah. in, a, in a very slowly run guineas. Touching on the guineas, uh, tip of the hat to Chris Parnham, uh, adopted some uh, a very tactical approach very slowly run guineas and on a war saint who was probably a little bit susceptible at the mile but he clung on from a desperately unlucky or was it desperately unlucky i'm not sure that's debatable kc but stevie parnham certainly thought post-race that mm. he should have won the race and was very upset with fellow jockey ben patterson banjo yep uh banjo wasn't the flavor of the month put it that way <laughs> in the post-race interview so the jocks room would have been an interesting place to be i would have thought um between the guineas and the, and the railway stakes but mm -hmm. kc was good there were some really good runs behind the winner um also on railway stakes day the feature race adam durant adam durant william pike massimo electric light won their yep. respected races yep. both good horses um, both deserved winners and uni time rising star this horse uh sharon miller uh, won the carbine club stakes um pretty impressive this fellow Interestingly, or not so interestingly, but bad luck for Alan Kennedy, who suffered a rib injury during the week or late last week. 
not only did he miss a couple of winners at Narragin on Friday, so he listed winners on Saturday. He yeah, he missed the missed the ride on Carbine Club, which was picked up uh, on Uni Time, and the Carbine Club picked up by Joey as a party. But he also missed the winning ride on Starfield Impact in the Crystal Slipper Stakes for our man, friend Mike, of the pod, Magic Mike, Magic Mike Santich. Yeah, good on him. Um, Being spelled, go the Caracatta. So uh, straight to the front and got got never the chockies. In, never in doubt. So yeah, Alan Candy, very costly little uh, rib injury there for for him. So um, Railway Stakes Day has been uh, run. The Railway Stakes has been run and won. It was a, it was a good day to be out on course. Thanks to everyone for their um, positive and constructive feedback regarding episode one of the one one. And uh, it was good chatting to some of the listeners on course on Railway Stakes at Ascot. Met a few new people and uh, it, was, it was a pretty good day, actually. It certainly was. Good certainly weather, was. good vibe. Only another um, 358 days to go, Beach. Do we do it all again? <laughs> yes, that's right. So, and it would be remiss of us to not to mention our supporters, our sponsors, Market City Meets and the Mundaring Hotel. Uh, Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt there. Um, now, we're going to be having a competition. It's going to be called the Get Out Steaks. Um, so more S-T-E-A-K, of course, being a butcher. That's correct. Yeah. So the Get Out Steaks, more will be revealed regarding that competition prior to our preview of Race 9 on the, on the card. So uh, stick around for, for that. That'll be a, a Twitter-based uh, competition you can find us on twitter at the one one pod um but the mundaring hotel ian o'connor the mundaring hotel has been the heart of the hills since 1899 drop in and see uh publican ian o'connor butchie in jacoby street mundaring um frothies food and a flutter um and a chat loves a chat does butchie so um we're going to be running a mundaring hotel wa racing trivia quiz are you ready terry yes all right, so so the question for today in the first Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Trivia Quiz is obviously going to be a Winterbottom Stakes-themed question. So uh, from 1979, the Winterbottom Stakes was a, was run as a Group 2 race. It was actually originally run as a 1,400-metre race. It became 1,200 in 1993. But the question for this particular podcast, sponsored by the Mundaring Hotel, is... What year was the Winterbottom Stakes first run at Group 1 level and who was the winner? So what year was it run at? It's a Group 1 first and foremost and then who was the winner? Two-part question. You can direct message us on Twitter, your answers. Uh, so you can find us again at the 1-1-Pod. Direct message us your, your answers and then you will, the winner, will receive a $100 uh, gift voucher to be used at the Mundaring Hotel, used as you see fit. Perfect. Get them in. We'll announce the winner next week on the pod. Or during the week on Twitter, we'll announce it during the week on Twitter. We'll, uh, we'll all the winning entrants will, uh, will whip one out, and they can win. This isn't the answer, but uh, one of my favourite uh, winter bottom moments. Before we get started, and we have to get started quickly. Yes. Um, was uh, we all love the takeover target Apache Cat battle in two thousand and eight beach, but uh, my personal favourite was Pikey getting up at around about 50, 60 to one on how to be a clocker. Brent how Larson. How to be a clocker, Brent Larson. Yep, never left the rail, and it was a bit of a. Uh, he was already riding well, but it's been a bit of a sign of things to come and the way he wins a lot of his races ever since so uh interesting stat the following year after running fourth in the winter bottom had to be clocker seven days later backed up in the kingston town over 1800 so how'd he go uh not so well in the kingston beach i don't think he's finished yet to be honest so um i dare suggest that brent tried to uh probably got a little bit greedy there so <laughs> good on you brent uh, actually had to be clocker in that 
in that uh, takeover target um, Apache Cat Race had a big clocker run a Belter, I think. I think it might have even run fourth. So in 2008, yeah, it was yeah, right. it was it underrated was, sprinter, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 he was quite kind of versatile actually. Had a big clocker. Um, so yeah, um, hard to hard to go past that that race. Obviously, we've seen. Uh, champion sprinters, the likes of Buffering, win this race twice. Um, Miss Andretti uh, won this race on the way to uh, shifting over to Lee Friedman and eventually won at Royal Ascot. She was. Uh, I was there that day, Beach. Is that right? Yeah, I was. I was living in Wales at the time, and I uh, I wasn't uh, the most flush person with cash at that stage, as uh, the backpacker is, and I. Uh, Made sure I got the bus across with a few of my last bucks, and then my last twenty or thirty pounds, I went and whacked it on, on Miss um, Andretti at about four fifty, and she beat on Takeover Target, who ran fourth in that same race. So, anyway, it was uh, another uh, enjoyable day. So, anyway, Beach, should we get into it? We should. Okay. Have I missed we... anything? No. I don't think so. Are no. we ready for uh, for race one, Terry? Yes, let's dive in. The rail is at the four-metre position. Uh, it's going to be a reasonably hot day, I think 31, 32 degrees. And one thing I hate to see, I know one or two other punters out there do, who are absolutely boring Barry's, is a, a strong easterly. So they know they can just basically look at the front runners and say, right, you're going to have a major advantage. So we have to allow for a pace bias. It's just, um, it's madness not to. So I personally, with my stats, my data, my prices, will be allowing for horses on speed to be, um, and not just slightly benefited, uh, heavily benefited, um, by the conditions, so that's how we'll go about it. Beach, race. Yeah, Ascot, yeah, obviously just recapping yeah, what Terry just said. Ascot, obviously when it's hot and when the Eastleys are flaring, the, the on-paces and the leaders get Flaring, a, I like that. The, the on-paces just get such a such an advantage. Yeah, I so. hate it. It's boring racing, Beach. It annoys yeah. me. frustrates me. Anyway, I'm going to get angry. Let's move on. Race one, 1,500 metres, uh, a very tricky little race. I'm pretty opinionless here. Really excited to see, um, not really excited, it's probably the wrong word, really intrigued to see Cockney crew go around. Scratched from the last two weekends with lameness issues and uh, I think for the week before it had a foot uh, a hoof abscess. Don't 100% quote me on that. Very hard one to line up here. Obviously at its best, it rolls along and wins this pretty comfortably, but there's no way you can allow for it to be at its best. Uh, Abdicator again was nommed and then taken out of the Carbline Club last week, which I found quite odd. So whether that's 100% or not, or what, what the issue was there, I, I don't have a clue. Um, and Western Temple was a bit disappointing behind Abdicator at its most recent outing. But in saying that, Pikey was often chasing without cover um, with about 600 to go. So uh, gun to my head, I'd, I'd probably lean to Western Temple, but I'm, I won't be having a bet no matter what the prices are anywhere across the board, Beach. Are you more opinionated than me here? No, not particularly, Terry. I, um, in my preview, which came out on the Race website this morning, uh, the leg up, I had Cockney Crew on top just from a trust point of view. Um, mm. As you said, conditions are going to favour him, but if if he's anywhere near right, he should bounce to the front, run them run them along and and, and, and win. Um, how much how much stock do you put into what he's been through recently? I think it's what is it, 42 days between runs? In all like fairness, that. he's he, the price is, I mean, this is a dollar eighty race for him usually yep. when he's up and about in his campaign, probably even maybe even yep. less. Um, he's four bucks. So you, you are actually getting the price to find out if he's right. But in all fairness, I still don't think that's enough. I think I marked him a tick over $4 even. So Yeah, well, I think if Cotton Crew turns up, um, he'll win. 
if not, I think the, the horse that's going to be uh, gunning him down will be Western Temple. Outside of the obvious, I think that uh, maybe Arctic Stream. Yeah, I agree. Uh, first up was really good behind Platoon. Second up was really good too. And uh, second up just had no luck, yeah. um, got into a lot of strife. Uh, and just completely put a line through that run. So there's a, if few, looking, non, there's a few nonnies in this, yeah, isn't there, Beach? If, if you're looking away from Abdicator, away from Cockney Crew, and away from Western Temple, I'd be leaning towards Arctic Stream. Could not agree more. Right. How about that? We just did a whole race in about two and a half minutes, Beach. Up and about. Yeah, yeah we're up and about. about. See, we listened to you. We listened to the uh, the four followers that came and spoke to us. <laughs> All right, race. Two on the card, Beach. What are your uh, What are your thoughts here? I found this a terrific, uh, a terrific, a, a difficult race to um, dissect. Scratching yeah. of time to sizzle as well. Yeah, that's a big scratching. I like this that's race. A big scratching. Three odd race. I don't. Uh, so over perfect. over a thousand meters. I um, yeah, lots of speed engaged. Obviously, Mia Dolce downforce has got gate speed. Blinkers off. Is that new a change ride. of tactics? Blinkers or? off new rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't don't know whether she can be ridden any differently, to be honest. But we'll p- perhaps. Um, there's speed through Levitate as well. We've got Dreams and Sweet Ass is a, 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 a fast horse. Reckon Levitate doesn't jump. Don't think Levitate can get out the gates. I'm that's big, big concerns. I'm a big Levitate fan. I think mm. it's probably the best horse in this field. Yeah. Um, but I'm really concerned at the fact that it's last two. It's had to really be mustered to find the top. And with the amount of speed you've just spoke about, that means. Um, yeah, might have to take a uh, a sit, which is which could be fine. Mm. Um, but yeah, very interesting map in that sense. Where did you have? What did you have out in front? I had Mia Dolce uh, yep. leading, but I I could see Sweet Ass Sweet Ass being ridden for speed with the fifty one uh, with, with the fifty one yeah. and and holding up. That would leave Mia Dolce uh, breezing outside leader. We've got dreams. We'll, we'll kick up it's and, quick. Sh- and yep. show some speed as well. And I, I think just with that, now it's had two runs, levitate, a bit of race experience. Simon A. Miller's, um, you know, very astute. The I think Polish. That, the Polish. I think they'll have this horse ready to bounce, especially coming back to a, a thousand. They'll know how important the start is here. So I reckon you'll see a lot more sharper levitate out of the machine. I'm really keen on levitate yep. here, Terry. Um, don't get me wrong, down force was pretty strong winner last Saturday on the quick backup, map similarly from a low draw, but I've just got a feeling that Levitate is a, uh, a really, well, he's got a bit of quality about him, got a bit of strength. With down force, up four and a half kilos or roughly four and a half kilos yeah. on its last one, do you think this is a harder race than last week? I do. And it has to carry more weight. So straight away, the old um, the old thick marker pen goes through downforce for me. So I think yeah. this is uh, four kilos more, and I think it's a harder race. Perhaps. So I think he, he was pretty good, though. That he win did. was good. He got the he, run of. He, Steve, he, Steve's riding really well. He, at the knuckled, moment. he rode him a knuckled trade. down. His, his closing splits were strong. Uh, $2.80, it's the lay of the day. Yeah, he's, yeah. That's, that's I actually, actually marked Levitate. Levitate favorite. What uh, price? I'll just bring him up. I had him three dollars thirty. I had him three dollars twenty. Wow, look how's at that? that? But I at the three eighty, I'm still not hopping in because I'm worried about the twelve hundred or a thousand. Make yeah. this a twelve hundred meter race, and I would have had him two forty, two fifty probably. Okay. So that's why I've got some um, some concerns. Yeah, I think we, if, if they run along, uh, good. I expect them. I expect that they will at a good good clip. That'll suit Levitate. I yeah. reckon he's a pretty strong. Could be one-one. Free rolling. That, that's where I've got him. One-one. One, one. Yeah. Um, a lot of good horses coming from one-one. That's right. And if he if he uh, just rolls with an uninterrupted run, look out, Levitate for me on top. Um, Terry's. Uh, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you on Levitate definitely. Yeah. I think even at the three eighty, 
he probably is a backable price. He'll be the one that's well supported. Uh, no one or two of the owners that uh, have a very big opinion of the horse, which mm. no doubt comes from Simon. Uh, the one I will want to have a bit of a watch on, big step up in grade, but I love the way he put a spell on you one first up. When working to get to the top on a track which suited horses making ground and racing with cover, uh, to then fight back from uh, Wicklow Princess, who didn't really frank the form yesterday, unfortunately. But with the 52.5 barrier three, I think put a spell on you can run a race, but again, eight to one's not um, not the best, uh, not the most exciting price in the world. So um, levitate for me clearly on top. Put a spell on you the the main danger. Yeah, and levitate on top for me. The only other horse I'd like to put a big watch on. I don't think it's its race, but I think this is a really nice horse. Look, it can be followed in the future. Is a debutante called Elite Street. I thought you were going to go that way. I really liked its trial win. It wasn't knocked around. Uh, it was basically just a track gallop at the trials on Monday. Looks a beautiful horse with a lovely action. Daniel, uh, Dan Morton and Karen McAvoy combining. I don't think this is its race, but yeah, keep an eye on this horse. It, it could be a horse to follow. Perfect. So moving on to race three, Amelia Park Handicap, 1,100 metres for the 72-plus brigade. I like this one, Vage. Terry, go we for like, it, mate. We like one here. I have got this looking like a fairly simplistic um, speed map. Then Aconian from one, Fire and Rain from eight, and Dia Delarata from nine. They're the three we can concentrate on who have the most kick out of the machine over the shorter trip. Reckon with the strong easterly in play, I think Stephen Parn will be pretty keen to lead on the Nikoni and won't hand up the rail. Think Fire and Rain is a very quick horse, will land on its outside, and you'll probably see Paddy Carberry try to tuck in behind Fire and Rain. If not, we'll sit out the three deep the trip and I can't make a case for how Dia Delarazzo wins a race with either of those two runs. Then Aconia's a horse that won last Railway Stakes Day. I think I gave it a real good push around a similar price. When he gets out in front, runs along with an easterly, really hard horse um, to get past. And I'm expecting that'll be the case here. Um, first up, he ran into more aces and Dia Delarazzo. When drawing outside uh, of those two, Steve was happy to take a sit first up. It's not really his go, but he still hit the line really well. Rebel Knight was entitled to hit the line a lot better than he did, um, I felt, um, than the Naconian. And I think with the Easterly, if Rebel Knight ends up three pairs back where I have him, um, I think it'll be hard for, for Pikey to reel in the Naconian. So I don't really need to go much farther or wider in this race. I think Undisclosed is tremendously under the odds from the barrier um, with the weight. Uh, Beat the Devil has had its chances. I know the Blinkers and... The Eastern States and the quick backup and the Eastern States jockey go on. And I I expect it'll be the target of some support. Um, Plutocracy is a nice horse, but... Yeah, I don't um, mind Plutocracy. From 10, I find it hard to map it. But a real track condition bet, a horse that I think will be peaking second up, uh, a horse that I think is a really, really nice jump and run, simplistic horse to ride for a jockey that's in form. $8, round about the $7, $8 each way, the Naconian, um, all day. Beach, all day. Mm. Yeah, I can see exactly where you're coming from with the Naconian. In in my preview, I had Naconian in for second. Mm. But on top, I decided to stick with Rebel Knight. I thought you might. Yeah, I, I, I like the setup here. Um, Easterlies and, and, you know, Hot Day aside, uh, not that, you know, that obviously it's a major factor. I was really quite impressed with his first up thousand i didn't think that that was a, a race for him at all but he um he was a bit slow away but he mustered enough speed to be midfield early um his closing splits were strong better suited second up 1100 if he can land midfield he's he's actually got he's he's got a big finish 
Rebel yeah, he does. Uh, when, he does. Especially fresh in, and early in his, his campaign. So it's a sort of a horse that really would suit suits William Pike. Um, he can he can if he can hold a midfield running position and just be like with have with a bit of bit of room angling into space with momentum on straightening. I think he can get over the top of Nikonian. But yeah, um, the Nikonian is. Um, what did you mark the two of them? Uh, just bear with me for one moment, Terry. So I've got them four thir- I had four, Don't ask me how I got it so precise, but four dollars thirty-five each, purely on conditions. If the conditions weren't uh, looking so leaderish, I probably would have had a more sort of three seventy Rebel Knight to five fifty than a Conian. But with the conditions mm. as I suspect them to be playing, I, I, uh, I think it was difficult to split them. Yeah, three three seventy five Rebel Knight. Yep. Um, and I had uh, the Naconian six dollars. Okay. So yeah, yeah, around that around that mark. Still above both their prices at yeah. around the seven eight to one. So um, outside of them, I uh, I can't really can't really get too enthused about a lot. Uh, no. It's good to see uh, Sir Desi oh, Atwell in town. Good friend of the podcast, Mister Des Atwell. Good friend. Tell you what, if I do happen to do my Arceus race, beach, I hope it's Candlelight Star, which finishes over the top of us for uh, Elias Far and Desi Atwell. It uh, it would warm the heart. I reckon that'll jump at about two hundred to one as well. So, won a race about this time last year for Adam Durant. Oh, don't, was yeah, it this year or last up. year? Yeah, yeah. beat the Naconian. The Deconia might run second or third. I'm pretty sure day. maybe Damien Lane might have ridden. Yes, he did. Yeah, and the money came hard as well. I don't. I don't think we're going to see the same money for Des Atwell, Elias Far here. I think we need to do some stats on your Des Atwell we, profit yeah. on turnover. Terry. Oh, I think it would yeah. be significant. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with old Desi. Uh, so Des, welcome, welcome to town. It's good to see you at uh, headquarters on day two of the Masters. Um, so yeah, for me, Rebel Knight and the Deconian are, are the two outside of that. I think Plutocracy is is a nice horse. Will be ridden positively, perhaps tagging Dear Dallarazza and Fine Rain across. Trial lead up trial was good. He can he can run a race also. But on top, Rebel Knight. Yep. Two options for me from a betting point of view here is you either go bang each way the Naconian degree of confidence or you back the Naconian save Rebel Knight. I've got those two clearly on top. So I've um I've done both. I shopped Rebel Knight went up six bucks actually, Bede. So that opportunity is probably gone now. Um, that's just that's just a real gloat, isn't it? That was Thanks, unnecessary. Terry. Yeah, that was a real what a cockhead. Um, <laughs> I would be going the Nakonian each way would be the uh, the option there. Moving on to the fourth page. Oh, another race I'm I'm very excited about. Go for it, mate. Yeah, I will. Go? I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in the chair and go again. These are probably the. two. I reckon you might have a bit of a lay. Would you have a, do you have a lay lay of the day maybe in this race? I do have a lay. You're talking about the toppy, obviously, in Perhaps. Royal Command. Mm. Yeah, it, it's gone. I thought it might go up three fifty. It's gone up five bucks, five fifty. So it's still considerably below my price. I mean, I've marked Royal Command. I might actually jump on. Um, Betfair this afternoon actually and put up eight seven eight dollars about this horse and so who wants to uh, get involved I've marked it eleven bucks and my notes actually say we'll open favourite and drift heavily so um, I'm telling you in advance don't take the eight dollars I put up because you'll get better if it does end up running Beejas have the impression it might be scratched oh, potentially yeah. I see I can see why um, but I don't understand why you put it in the race to begin with if you were going to rub it out. Anyway, um, I've had a change of mind. I've got another theory on that now. I think he's looking to maybe try and get in the back door into a Perth, Perth Cup, Cup or yep. something. So yep. he needs to get the miles That's in the legs now, yes. and, and they might be chasing their tail with the, yep. with the program. No, yep. I get that. I get that. So I took the wind out of your sails before, but you are very keen to, to launch. Just building some momentum up. Uh, from a speed map point of view, we're going to see all the speed come across from out wide. Uh, from 10, we have 
Sophie Song, 11 Demi Go Round, 14 Locomotive, and 18. Obviously, they'll come in a couple of gates. Prince Turbo, who won't necessarily want to lead, but will want to race over the speed, I'd suggest. So there'll be a lot of speed coming across, and there should be a reasonable amount of tempo in this race. I really, really like one here, Beach. It's a shame it's running on a day with a big easterly because it's a horse who does get um, who does get back a little bit. But I've mar- and I've actually marked it favourite, and I'm this is a big. It's fifteen to one at the moment, so there's a chance I get something wrong for the first time in my life. But I think <laughs> that without reason we'll start favourite in this horse race. It's okay. currently fifteen to one. I think it'll start about a six dollar favourite. Um, first up over the unsuitable eleven hundred. You actually. Threw it out as a mad idiot. It ran a really nice little final split. Ran second last, but it was a really nice run. Second up, only the six days ago, it came out at Bunbury over the, again, the unsuitable 1,400 metres. Uh, Jerry Noski road wide, gate went back, tried to make a big sustained run on a massive leader and rail bias day, and it ran some really nice late sectionals. Uh, hit the line better than any other horse. It was a really, really nice run. Uh, up to the 1,800 here is its pet distance, I'd say, at this stage of proceedings. Uh, gets in on the minimum. Because it's been contesting harder races and hasn't acquired the ratings points, fourth in a Mel Vista behind Regal Power and uh, fifth in a Group 2 WA Derby behind Regal Power. So great runs, better than the horses in this race who have acquired the ratings points, but because he's finished fourth and fifth, um, he stayed a 66 rater. So to me, that that's just the selling point, a 66 rater and a 66 plus. Big gangly grey um, fellow. You, you want to see him in a three-wide line. You don't want to see him between horses trying to steal runs and um and ridden cute basically get him in a three wide line make a move from the four five six hundred pending how the race is being run uh, and i think he goes past these to be honest beige i'm um i'm really quite confident um yeah I've, I've marked him on top there's clearly some bias in that selection oh when i say there's some bias in that selection i've ne- this isn't a horse i've really hopped into in the past so i don't think that's necessarily the case but I expect in my notes, I've got, we'll open up around 15s and, and be backed into 6, 7 to 1. So I, I'd highly recommend taking um, an early double figure price about him. Uh, watch on Push to Pass, who jumps down to a 66 for the first time in a while. Did race in Kalgoorlie early in the campaign in a lower grade race, but that was just a pipe opener. I think Push to Pass can run a race, but um, I could talk about half the field here, Beige, and we don't need to do that. I very simply just want to be on three wide line without reason. Big gangling grey to go past him at about six to one, and we're going to salute at double the price. What do you reckon? I think you might agree with me. I actually do agree. Before before I, I get into that, for for the prices that we're quoting at the moment, it's important that everyone understands where uh, we're recording at eleven thirty Perth time on Thursday morning. So just 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 for a time reference, there, if we're quoting prices that aren't necessarily available um, when the podcast is published, but yeah, I am I am in complete agreement with you, Terry. Without reason is a horse that I have um, followed closely throughout its career. Um, he is, he's a, as you said, he's a big, long-striding grey. His three-year-old form was excellent. All that all that platoon, uh, Fred Dagg, um, and now Regal Power, Cockney Crew, all that male three-year-old form was, um, has stood up exceptionally well in, in this racing season. He uh, will be ready to rock and roll third up 1800 on the quick backup. 54 kgs the conditions is the is the query which is i imagine why the we're getting the the prices that are available at the moment but yeah i've got him clearly on top as well without reason 
British um, and yeah, I think this this I reckon this is the race that they've outlined from the start of his prep, and he's had first up, second up, and that he's going to be good to go. So hop into without reason. British Bessie obviously uh, um, got the win over 2100 meters last 2150 maybe last start. Comes back to the 1800. Pike on board, but this mare is is going places, and Sharon Miller Camp is doing some really good things at the moment. So British Bessie is an obvious winning chance as well. I am. I just can't see how Royal Command can can win myself. Won't win the race, no. Um, It'll start double figures. Big, set him a big task here. Uh, big weight. Uh, Chris Graham, three kilo claiming apprentice. Doesn't ride too bad, but but he's... he took a Pike, absolute Pike special to get him over the line last night. I don't think he's uh, returned. He had a long time off. He obviously had some soundness issues. Um, as you said, they're going to try and get him over a journey and see if they can uh, make him stay a bit better. But I think this is a horse that needs a real good Pike yeah. uh, special on him to be getting him up. And yeah. um, he's, he, he goes he goes good. This isn't his race, so I don't yeah. think. Um, and the, the, the plenty of plenty of other horses who are just poking their hands up to to um, to be um, in contention. But I, like you, I think push to pass. This is this this looks a nice race for him. Nice draw and coming off coming off a good uh, York Cup second placing behind Brothers Keeper, where he really savaged the line. He's going to get he maps well. He's going to get nice smother. Stevie's in form. Yep, he he, he could be the, the knockout. But for me, I'm with you. Without reason. Yeah, without reason. And uh, we're both keen on push to pass. And I think the near 20 to 1, don't quote me on that, um, 15 to 1 at the moment. I think there's nothing wrong with having a, a small little speck on the grey. They're both greys, aren't they? Yes. Look at that. Grey, a couple of greys on a not-so-grey day. Oh, right, Beads, the Tattersall's Cup. Race 5. Do you have a strong opinion here? I do. I don't. Okay. Over I mean, to you. All right. Tats Cup, 2,100-metre listed race. It's a basically it's just a ratings race. It's it's um it's an eighty one plus. Mm. Um, usually for for context, usually listed races on the um, on the true scale are ninety pluses. So that's nine rating points, four and a half kilos below a true listed race, which is con- concerning. But regardless, it's a and it's a half, handicap. Half the field's rated below that, with yep. four of the field rated twenty points or below. below that's that, right. So. And so yeah, it's 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 a it's not a, it's a listed race. Maybe in name I think Beach is about yeah. the tip as Hey Magic here. <laughs> Un- highly unlikely. Um, hey Magic can go around without me. I think that this is the day for Forceful. Oh, I, uh, you got me excited. I thought we were having something good there and you tipped me the two dollar favourite. Oh, Christ. First the, goal to journey. First goal to journey. But um, And I actually I've, uh, found Taxigano to knock him off the other day and um, and he did... That was a mighty performance. Got out to a prize as well. I it's rare that I listen to anyone else because I'm extremely egotistical and think I know more than everybody else. But uh, I actually listened to Beeves that day and he convinced me to. Well, he didn't. He didn't convince me um, purposefully, but he got into my head and um, he got out to about twelve, thirteen to one after you tipped it that day, Beach. So. Three deep, no cover the entire. Yeah, and it looked gone at the six hundred too. So yeah, mighty well win. done, mighty win. That was eighteen hundred fifty-six and a half. Can my question regarding Taxigano, who who I, who I really like as a horse, is can he repeat an effort like that uh, stepping up to 2100 meters with 59 kilos that's a big question mark for me so i'm going to revert back to forceful yeah he's 225 uh 235 in places at the moment um however he's had the conditioning now he's had two 1800 meter runs under his belt this prep 
From gate one, Pikey's just gonna put him to sleep. First try at 2,100 meters. He's got the Grant and Alana Williams, Cerise and White polish. He will be, the, the, the tempo will be solid with spiritual, spiritual warrior, really knows no other way. There'll be a few other horses coming, coming across, i.e. Brothers, Keep Brothers Keeper. Missile Launch has been, they've been riding him forward as well. Taxigano likes, likes to roll and persistence time will be there. So genuine tempo for the 2100 meter journey. Forceful, uh, hopefully will just be relaxed and in a rhythm and um, saving fuel on the fence. Pikey is a genius at getting these horses to conserve and launch late. I really like Forceful. He is a um, horse on the way up. 2100 meters is a query. So there might even be people who think he can't win over 2100 meters. So Betfair late might be an option, but um, he well did. Well back last start though. Yeah, that's so the thing. Uh, he, was, he was even money to $1.70 yeah, last start. Yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. But for me, I, I'm really quite confident. Force was a horse on the way up who um, who could be... Who, who could be a... You like him as a horse, don't you? Yeah, he could be a sneaky sort of... Um, might even win a listed yep. listed race yeah. moving Well, forward. this is a listed race. Yeah, well, uh, list, yeah, that's right. So yeah. might, um, might win one on Saturday. He might win one, hopefully, yeah. So. Well, Beige, I'm not going to be... Uh, I'm not going to be as boring as you, but I'm also not going to have anyone near as uh, the same amount of confidence as you. I am not convinced about any of them staying. So when that's the case, I'm going to look for a bit of value. Um, I think one that comes up over the odds, and I'm not going to be on, is Missile Launch around the $12 mark. Uh, one over the journey, a couple of starts ago in a very oddly run race, but the Sigley-Carbury combination really isn't one for me. So happy to look um, away from that. I'm going to have the smallest bets on the day on um, Dark Musket, Royal Strata, and Upward Others, probably... Betfair late, I reckon you're going to be talking 40 to 1, 60 to 1, and 40 to 1. That's vintage, so, vintage Perth racing guru. Oh, yeah. I, just, I just think all three can stay. Uh, all three are going better than recent form suggests, especially if I had to choose one of three, especially Dark Musket. I really, it's run last at its last two. They weren't bad runs. It's been in, in just the completely wrong races. So it needs probably a bit further. It's a real WA Cup type horse over your 3,200. Um, real lean to it and upwards others uh, as uh, as real roughies. But I think Royal Strata, despite being completely out of its um, grade, um, isn't a necessarily, necessarily a complete impossibility. So tiniest of plays on uh, on those three beach i'm talking the tiniest 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 of plays purely for an interest so that's it though so forceful would be my on top selection sure, if I yeah. force two but two bucks no thanks moving forward i think i'm feeling prize catch is building building into his prep i was unhappy with its last run i was on i had a bit of a crack last start and i thought nucky just gave up a little bit he found the back of a horse went back inside another one i just thought there was no real urgency to get to the to find the line so i i do too i think it's building it's one i considered here but i um i just wasn't happy with nucky and the weight again so i'm, I'm looking for a, i'm looking towards a jockey change there page the other horse that's building nicely is Firefox. liked its uh, ascot gold cup run she uh, has won she thinks she won a lead up lead up to the Natasha. Natasha is a three-year-old filly leading into the yes. Oaks over twenty two hundred. Started the dollar sixty in the she, Oaks and she, got she's, she's doing nicely, alert. but she's gonna to have to get get back and in, in need some needed lots of favours from twelve. I just I feel as though this this is set up nicely for forceful. So Yep. Okay, moving on. And I'm barely having a bet. I won't be suggesting anything serious there. Uh the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Series final. Uh hundred thousand dollar race for um for all the platinum, Westby platinum horses. So uh, good luck to the connections here. A lot so, of them will probably not be in too many $100,000 races, these horses, uh, in the future. But in saying that, 
in saying that, there's a couple of really nice horses engaged as well, so I shouldn't be too quick to talk them down. Uh, with the way the track is likely to play here, I mean, you've got a. I'm, I'm a massive Not Too Missed fan. I love Not Too Missed as, as a racehorse. And, yeah. Um, I think with a bit more luck, his record um, probably is at seven wins, four starts, but easily could be sort of seven wins, six starts if you go back through. I, I'm just very worried. 60 kilos, barrier 13. Pike's going to have to go back. Um, I just think it's it's he's got to be a massive risk. Uh, $4, which he currently is, is probably the right price in regards to um, taking that risk. Um, he opened up 250 yesterday, and um, he's crept out ever since to around the $4 mark. So... That's what I've marked him, and, and you could go that way. Um, but I think there's a bit more value in this race, Beach. Fry's Fantasia, I think, will find the 1-1. One, one. Hasn't had any luck first three runs this campaign. Last two especially. D Oliver, barrier four. Reminds me a lot of Supreme Force midweek when he went on for the pierces um, last Wednesday and, and got the job done. Expecting um, expecting him to run a big race. Um, Lace Finsky with the way the track will be playing will be very hard to get past. I mean, naturally, just looking at his run versus not to be missed last start, looking at the barrier. Um, the barriers they've drawn here and then looking at how the track's likely to play, I personally find it difficult to have not to be missed beating home Lace just on those runs. So, But again, I'm going to avoid Lace because it's drawn outside of Zephyr Queen and I don't know whether Chloe will be too keen um, to hand up. And I think the instructions from the Jim Taylor Yard will be hold the rail, Chloe, and make Lace work on your outside. I agree with that. That leaves me with, um, to, to be honest, a pretty easy selection at the price. And, and while I'm not as keen as, as this one as I am without reason in the Nikonian, um, I really think Barrier One, uh, Damien Lane, Shoe Wish, good horse name as well, Beach. Big fan of that as a horse name. Uh, first up, Horror Show was absolutely unwanted in betting, roughly threes to sevens on the exchange and, and ran accordingly. Hashtag they knew. <laughs> uh, last time out, CJP. Mid prep trial at Bunbury as well. Yeah, mid prep trial, just yep. to make sure, uh, just to make sure there wasn't any issues, I think. Um, came out last uh, last week, a fortnight ago, um, in the not to be missed race when CJP dropped him out to last, got wide. Ran all the quickest final splits um, and was just, just a really, really impressive run. This is a horse who has drawn good gates throughout the majority of his career and has been able to utilise them. Uh, I think he ran third. I haven't actually got in front of me now, Beach, in the Raconteur. Raconteur, yeah. Um, behind Cup Knight. Behind Cup Knight and Rebel Knight was second in that race. And while I don't think he's a superstar... What he does, uh, she, sorry, what she does seem to to know is how to win. So seven starts, three wins. Barrier one, I reckon Damien Lane, which is obviously a huge positive for this horse, can find the back of... Um, Rides all right, doesn't he? Zephyr Queen. He, I, I've been told he does, yeah. yeah. I've been told he does, yeah. Uh, can find the back of Zephyr Queen and uh, I think finding the gaps at the right time is the one in sort of a... I'm expecting it to win in like a four horse photo. It yes. just seems to, she just seems to know to get uh, her head in front at the right time. So around the $15 mark each way, easy choice for me. Um, not over, over, over confident, but very happy playing at 15 to one each way. Good selection, Terry. Yeah, uh, Jason Thank Miller. You. Jason you, Miller Camp is uh, is uh, picking up a few nice results as well. Prince Turbo's racing well. Start the Friar. Big odds on the last uh, Northern yesterday. So the uh, skinny Miller yeah. camp doing... With the bar shoes on too. Yeah, CJP, uh, fall back the fence. I was nowhere near that, Beach. Absolutely nowhere near that. I think I took six in that leg of the quaddy and it would have been probably the last horse I would have taken. So 
had, Which, uh, I don't have to admit that, do I? <laughs> had um, had uh, pretty plain York lead-up form, but did, uh, yeah. and the sh- and the bars went on. I mean, just thought, oh god, they're giving this a run. They're trying to get some training fees out of them, surely. Back to the back to its best yesterday. Yes, so my mate, my good mate Brian K uh, has told me on multiple occasions it's time to give up on Fryer's Fantasia. Uh, I've tipped it too many times on top, apparently. So BK, just so you know, I'm not putting it on top, but it is in my numbers. Uh, she has to be has it? to be from the barrier with Oliver the jockey. on board yep uh, she was really strong late the other day which she sort of can do I am not not overly enthused with this race I just had to to select not to be missed on top on talent alone even though it's drawn 13 this, this is the sort of race where Pike will look to be po- positive I think he uh, it does it is, wide line yep it doesn't have to go back this horse can be can be, some early speed. can be yeah. closer closer yep. than we think he uh, has got Sir Mambo drawn sort of half drawn 11 he's going to jump from 13 wouldn't be surprised to see Pikey tag Jade on Sir Mambo and follow him across into the race if he lines if he can be midfield or a touch better three wide line uh, just ready to pounce on straight and he can peel off into the into the lanes into the middle part of the track and go bang yep that's the way that he can win what price did you did you mark him getting i mean i'm surprised i always thought he would be around the 250 260 mark i'm surprised i guess the market is allowing for the potential bias yep. and, and obviously his barrier but i'm really surprised that four to one um has been put up i mean i think that's half the reason i was so keen to look around him is never expecting to see the four to one 350 me yeah okay. yeah uh, and that was that. Yeah, I could have had him shorter. The conditions, or everyone could have had him shorter, but the conditions obviously weighed weighted heavily on the the yep. current market. I, I went um, outside of him. I went looking around at uh, horses like well, Sir Mambo is just racing so well, coming back in grade. I I think you you mentioned Zephyr Queen, who I didn't mind its first up run. This looks a good good option for second up option for her. And yeah, I mentioned um, Fry's Fantasia and Shewish as well. Talent alone. Pike Durant combination. They are stars of WA racing. This horse has a huge amount of raw talent. I think he can turn it on tomorrow and just find a way to win. Perfect. Shoeish each way for me and um, not to be missed for Beach. All right. Race seven. We're at the 46 minute mark, by the way, Beach. So the overs punters at the moment are probably uh, licking, their lips. licking their lips. Yeah, they're, they're in the queue. Already. Get, in, get in the queue. Get in the queue, overs punters. This is a race that has your name written all over it. Terry Terry is uh, is a bit of a weapon around the Geraldton, Kalgoorlie, Great Southern. That's where he does some of his best work. I do prefer I'll let you, the racing. Let you, let you take the lead in the Country Championships final. Hundred thousand dollars, fourteen hundred meters, oh, twelve hundred meters. Desi sorry. Atwell as well in there, hidden down the bottom. Sir Desmond. Sir Desmond. Uh, well, I'm uh, not overly exciting with the selection here, Beach. I, I really do um, believe there's a complete standout, and you don't need to do too much form in this race because I, I do think the Kalgoorlie form and the and the Fernies boys form is just so much superior to the rest of it. Uh, I think Mr. Genoa can carry weight with that. Well, obviously it can carry weight. It's one it's with 60 and 60 half at its last two and four ago, five ago, um, it won with 61 and a half. So the 62, barrier one, William Pike, I think it lands close to the back of Milady mm-hmm. here. Pike just waits and waits and waits. And I know that Luke's got a really big opinion of this horse. And I mean, we, we can see that in what it's done in um, in WA to date, yet to be defeated. In varying positions too, had to work to the front once, uh, had to sit in the breeze once. And last start, Kyra dropped back to last on a pretty leader bias day and went around him in a, in a pretty um, sharp little field. So 
uh, is very versatile. Is the is the Brent Staker of uh, Kalgoorlie horses? Adam, um, Adam Hunter, maybe. Adam Hunter, yes, yeah. swingman, swingman, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, is the Adam Hunter? I do like a bit of Adam Hunter. <laughs> Uh, so I'm. I don't really think we need to go too deep here past that beach. I've marked Mr. Genoa two twenty. It went Oof, up. It went up three eighty, and that's pretty much been chopped down to two ninety. Three three sixty uh, best bookies at the moment. Really? Mm. Well, that price will be gone before this is released because I'm logging on now. So sorry to everyone listening. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, I can't see where strong money comes. Okay, so when I can't see where other strong Milady? comes, Milady? no, I don't think so. No, leaders, I, leaders day sixty one and a half barrier twelve with Nemiroff coming across and applying pressure. Applying pressure, yeah. Can't see Milady being less than seven to one um, on the exchange. Think Mister Genoa will be all the rage. Expecting Mister Genoa to potentially trade at one point something. 1.95. I know that might be a stretch, but low two is at best. I'd be taking any price above 250 happily. Um, I probably have other bets I think are better value, but this is my best bet of the day when you're just talking about uh, in regards to uh, I think this will win the horse race and this price is more than enough to me to get involved. Well, so, I'm, um, I'm getting excited. I'm getting goosebumps. Very, too. very happy to be on. I think it's a really nice horse. Really happy to be on. Um, the only overs in the race besides it is the Geraldton Visitor Master Splinter around the $15 mark. Uh, I think it'll be suited by the speed on. Drawn well. Kyra's riding really well. Settles just off them and can make a late run. And if you're looking for something more of the each way persuasion than the uh than the shorter pops like mr genoa um that's the way i'd go but not really willing to look any further beach quickly yes the, the fernie camp peter and luke are really taken taking the bull by the horns they have they're one of the few stables to have really elevated themselves in the last couple of years to be where they're, have you seen this 380 sorry to interrupt you beach where have you seen this 380 oh, it's on, uh, on dynamic and it was on best bookies Okay, there's no odds up on the side anyway. Anyway, we'll keep going. I'm getting a bit distracted here. Keep no, going. So, yes, so, so yeah, the Fernies. They Fernies. are yes, a rapidly improving and, stable. And, and they uh, apparently they're looking at setting up a metro-based stable yes, as well. Yes, they are. They will obviously train a heap of winners at Esperance. They have um, invested heavily in, in horses. They've got some good quality. And Mr. Genoa is um, a horse. Interesting horse. Started off in West Australia with Adam Durant. Went to Victoria and now he's back in Western Australia. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously had some issues over the journey, but he's won five, five from eight. So he's um, he's got some quality about him and the things, the times and the all the figures in, that he's been posting in Calgary have been pretty, pretty rock solid. I um, I can see Mr. Genoa, um, your enthusiasm is infectious, Terry. Milady um, has been re- winning really, really well in in Geraldton's, uh Sarah Childs has got this this mare absolutely humming. Not many people get horses to improve after Anne King has them. I'm a big Anne King fan, and she um, she was the previous trainer of Milady, but uh, yeah, I think Sarah Childs certainly has. And the, the, been smashing the clock too, all the all the times, and it's been really dominant. So it will go forward and attack. The problem with that is. Nemiroff is a just knows only one way, and that is to roll and roll quickly. And below it, you've got Silver Cloud Three, who is a pretty quick horse. And I can't imagine that they'd come from Geraldton and say, oh, "Let's take a sit on Silver Cloud Three on a leader by his day." And say, "Let's try and lead the race." We've got the yeah. barrier advantage, like so. Yeah, I think Milady does get a little bit of um, pressure in that sense with the big weight. So for me, I I think that. Mr. Genoa is obvious and Milady are the two obvious, hardest to beat. If there is something that's going to bob up and blow them out of the water late, it could be 
father of Luke, Peter Fernie, with Concrete Madam. Mm-hmm. Damien Lane on board. It's going to get a really nice run in transit. It's got gate speed, so it's going to be either it's going to be stalking the, the, the tempo right on top of things. Just got pipped by Mr. Genoa right on the line, Kalgoorlie last start after uh, sitting outside leader in transit. Previous three Kalgoorlie wins were dominant. Times were good. I can see Concrete Madam who's quite a rapidly improving horse to give this a shake and i'm just a quick mention for read the right act was about five six seven deep the entire first up in its country championship series heat first up in albany the other day to finish only 2.2 lengths from the winner was massive um read the this horse has got some got some ability has always shown plenty of promise uh, roy rogers has done well with this horse read the right act is previously with trevor andrews correct started its career it's, trevor andrews this is yep. probably not going to sound overly um probably not the nice thing to say but have you noticed a lot of horses improve when they go to other stables after being i'm not that that that's no way i can say that nicely but there's a lot of horses that tend to leave that stable and really improve drastically i, so. I did see a tweet uh, oh, recently so yes, on so twitter that said something along the lines of can't wait for uh, winifer to join the peter yeah. stable <laughs> and win the Perth and win the Perth I, I actually laughed at that. That was quite good. That was quite good, yeah. Um, but yes, Trevor's so- a very good trainer, by the way. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's just, I think, um, yeah. I think one one horse in example, sorry to take over a beach, you're a bit of a tangent, but one horse, I think Regal Council, who obviously went to Fernie and went to another level. I think what Trevor did wrong there, and, and in my opinion, is I think he's jockey choice the whole way through for a horse who really needs a bit of a a cute jockey or can ride a bit more patient let the horse go to sleep i mean i think pike and mitch pateman were the predominantly on for most of his wins during that period and i think trev was trying to i think lee newman rode him throughout a lot throughout that campaign and the horse never got a chance to settle so sometimes it's it's a simple change like um a change of a rider which can bring about a, a change in luck for the horse also when, when they're able to go to places like Kalgoorlie and build confidence yep they and they build form confidence and, and do you believe in confidence with i horses? do yeah. absolutely yeah i'm not sure yeah. if i do or not i'm not yeah. saying i do i'm not saying i don't yeah I'm, i do i'm not sure i think horses like regal council needed a lot of confidence he was mm-hmm. still he still didn't really know they're like us they're like punters mate yeah. we, need, we need a bit of confidence going into a mate and they're obviously the fannies know what they're doing and they've they're, they're they're doing a super job. So just uh, recapping, Mr. Janelle, obviously the, the horse to beat. But if there's going to be one to knock him off, it could be Concrete Madam. So who are you tipping? Uh, I'm tipping Concrete Madam. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah, actually, I wouldn't mind having something on Concrete Madam and Read the Ride Act. Both both small. All right. And uh, just, just, We're changing just, roles here a lot, this. Just, just, yeah, you could probably back, back both of them and, and win on the race if, if one of them happens to bob up and yeah. knock off Terry's best of the day, which is highly unlikely. I was going to say you'll be losing on the race if you're backing both of those. That's but, right. Uh, <laughs> so, so, but yeah. That, that's I just thought that for some reason I sniffed an opportunity in this race, but um, but after listening to your Mr. Genoa spiel, I sort of sort of um, got put on the back foot. But um, and I'm confident I can sell ice to a uh, Eskimo mate, so I wouldn't listen. Gonna to be yes. Yeah, so anyway, tune in. It's gonna be a good race. Perfect. Winterbottom Stakes. I don't think I'm not going to go too deep into this one, Beach. It's not a. It's a, I'm really looking forward to watching the race and seeing how um a lot of our locals run I, I i personally from a just just the horse i want to see win um and I'll, i'm gonna have something on it i don't think rock magic should be 30 to 1 it is rock magic um his last something i haven't got the stats in front of me 10 of his last 15 runs have been in group ones and he's he's always competed uh, admirably I, th- I think the only reason he's 30 to 1 here is because he's got a, a 10 a double digit age next to his name um one thing I'd like to see them do with Rock Magic here from Barrier One is ride him out the gates. I'd like to see him get out the gates, try and find the back of the leader. This is a horse with a really good cruising speed, but not a high top speed. And I've always said this about Rock Magic. Barrier One probably doesn't suit him completely. Um, 
But if Noski can get him out at the right time, as I said, this is a horse who can go at that same pace for a reasonable length of time, but probably or almost definitely will find one too sharp for him late. Um, so good luck to, to Rock Magic and the connection. So he might be, surely he's got to be coming close to not having many more cracks at these group ones. If there's a horse that deserves one, he's, uh, he's definitely one. I don't know if he's ever been placed in a group one either. I think he might have ran fourth about five times. So, mm. yeah, I'm not too sure. But um, I don't really have a strong opinion on this race, Beej. I, I, I've done a bit of form on, on all the, the horses visiting and obviously only trekking really grabs me from a um, just making any type of sense. I think to, to make the trip across and, and respect the how well our sprinters are going, you need to be at the top of your game. And I think um, trekking is probably the only one um, that sort of fits that bill. So for me, it's a really easy selection to have trekking on top here, Beach. Um, I haven't marked the race price-wise, but I'd suspect around about the $3 mark that's on offer is as good as you'll get, I think, just just with everything lining up. But um, I think you might have probably done this race a bit more in depth than me, Beach. so I'll let you uh, take I will, the mic. Oh, excellent race, really fascinating I will say, though, I got a little gripe about gripe. Do, doing the form for this race was an mm -hmm. absolute nightmare. Oh, Try, trying to watch replays from Victoria, you've got to go to racing.com. Uh, if you want to watch the New South Wales, the Sydney replays, you've got to go to Racing New South Wales. We've got a New Zealand horse, Endless Drama. I had to log on to NewZealandRacing.co to get the Endless Drama replays. You could, tell, you could just about say it was an Endless Drama oh. trying to uh, watch <laughs> the replays, couldn't you, Veg? <laughs> it was an Endless Drama. Now... Um, Come on, Racing Australia. Can we get one website that has all the form, all the vision? Amalgamate. Oh, man. like It, it, it was a nightmare. Uh, I, obviously, I don't do much Sydney and Melbourne stuff, so I had to really do a deep dive on, on, on all the visitors just to wrap my head around this particular race for a bit of surety. And um, it was hard, Yaka, getting, 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 flicking between. Anyway, gripe over. After all the, after the hours and hours I spent watching tapes, it was quite pointless, I should have just gone straight back to the market because trekking is the obvious and my my summation is, is if he gets any luck at all, he'll just win. Yep. Third in the Everest, his Scalacci stakes win to get into the Everest was enormous. The time was huge. Uh, that gave him a ripper profile into the Everest where he ran the race of his life, third to yes, 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 and Santa Ana Lane in a track record, I think around 107 for the 1200. It was frightening how quickly they ran that day. He has since followed up with a with a fast finishing second behind Pierrata, who's a star in his own right in the uh, first edition, I think, of the, um, of the uh, what was that race called the other day? Red Zell. The Red Zell. So trekking for me, he's the standout. The ratings guys are going to have a field day with this guy. Nothing's going to come close to I trekking. I reckon he'll get smashed in betting. Do you remember last too. year? Was it last year or the year before? Vidora? Vidora last year. Even got, though there was a, um, it got absolutely hammered. Oh, I, I, as I say that, Beach, I'm just logging on now. It's $2.45, 250 across the board. So, mm. yeah, I won't be, personally, I won't be getting involved in that price for a horse. I can just for a horse that has to travel across the country. Um, I won't be getting involved in that price. Uh, that's a bit thin, but um, yeah, you're just going to say you can probably sit back and enjoy it. Yeah, I think they're going to chip away at that price too. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a 220 job firming hard in the market, 220 when they when they begin. Outside of trekking, if he happens to, to run into uh, some traffic issues, which 
which um, he it can, can happen. Hundred percent. He, he likes to get back yeah. uh, worse than midfield and attack the line late. So it can happen. So outside of that, I had um, I think Vital Silver's the best of the locals. He's um, he ran fourth up the straight, twelve hundred meter race at Flemington behind Sunlight and Santa Anna Lane. Could be the first of two Group Ones in consecutive weeks for the uh, Pierces when they take out their Kingston with Dig Deep the following week. Beach. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Mm. That that would be something for the for the Pierce brothers. The be Val- something, be something for a few of us, I yeah. <laughs> I don't think we'll be recording a podcast for a nah, month. No, we will. Yeah, we won't be recording Dick until, about, until about March, I think. So, Vital Silver is the best of the locals. Fourth at Flemington, second in the Group One Manicara Stakes. How good Stakes was that run in, for a horse who's known for his on pace toughness? Just a sort huge. of circle of and oh, incredible. Unbeaten at Ascot, drawn well. We're going to thrive on the pressure of this race. He's a he's a genuine winning chance. Yeah, hundred percent. And the Pierce is a cracking boys as well. So it'd be, uh, yeah, they, you wouldn't begrudge them a um, their first group one. He's sort of he's quite underrated still, uh, Vital Silver. Mm-hmm. Despite, but his record he's very lightly raced for his age as a six year old. Um, but he's just he's really coming of age and getting better and better every time he gets to the races. So he is uh, he's a live chance. Hey Doc. He is coming back from injury, but his very, very best form is second only to trekking from a peak performance point of view. That's the way I look at it anyway. So if he turns up... Barry 14. If he turns up and if he get, can... But yeah, Barry 14 is, is an issue, but he, he rolls and lands on pace. But if he turns up anywhere near his peak performance rating, he can go close. And the two locals that I I, um, I do like, Stageman and Flirtini, have had a big opinion of Stageman for a long time now. He has been hammered in uh in betting from where we were looking post post races on saturday well, it was 21 dollars. is that right no so i actually messaged uh my man on the ground over in new south wales and i asked him if he could go hop down and have some of the 26s and 725 stage 26s okay. i'm not that big on it here i just knew that was the wrong price more the 725 the place and um you messaged me the next day and he said oh six bucks the place now is all it's available you still want and i said oh being the stubborn prick i am i said no 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 i'll leave it and now we're shopping eight bucks the win best you go so now, if I could have the six bucks the place again, I'd probably um, I'd probably hop in. But uh, that's short, Beach. Very short. That's short. Wait for age conditions. So I know it was probably maybe not a good thing beaten, but he would have finished probably close to alongside Flirtini last time. I think he should have run second. Yeah. Yeah, he would have. People they would have finished. I mean, we can debate how close they would have been to each other. We just don't know. But um, he was just completely stopped in his track. So you could you could make a case for a lot of these. Um, there's a lot of good horses in this race. Yep. So it should be wait for age Group One, twelve hundred meter race at Ascot. But for me, I think it's pretty simple. Trekking, if he turns up, wins. Road is the best of the locals. We agree on trekking, yes, and a, a blanket over the rest of the locals for me. I'm, I'm really interested to see who, if trekking does come out and win well, um, to see who puts their hand up and, and runs a strong second or third. So um, a cracking race in that sense. I'm going to be having something very small um, on Rock Magic and probably Vital Silver just because... Uh, a bit of a you know we're a sand groper you know we want to we want to support the locals fair enough so, so something at uh 30s and 10s those two very small very small so good if trekking gets out to three bucks you'd consider it but then you'd also ask why is trekking getting out to three that bucks, would be though, a pattern, so. pattern type yes situation. yeah potentially very much so very much so so before we wrap up the the winter bottom the don't, get out stakes before, well before we do that oh. don't forget don't forget the uh the winter bottom themed wa racing history pod uh, um, trivia quiz Sponsored by the Mundaring Hotel, so uh, just just from yes. earlier in the podcast that, and now it's the very first Get Out Stakes competition. Excited. Market City meets 
the largest retail butcher shop in Perth have sponsored the Get Out Stakes. So uh, to to enter the Get Out Stakes to be in contention for your succulent fifty dollar meat pack. <laughs> uh, simply I'm sure how comfortable I'm sitting around you while you're saying the word succulent, bitch. <laughs> simply at us on Twitter. That's at the one one pod. The question is, it's a pretty simple thing. Who will win? the last race of the day, or the get-out stakes, who the winner is, and the winning margin in decimal format. So, uh, for example, the get-out stakes at the 1-1 pod, my my answer would be Zenays by 0.5 lengths. So if you can simply log on to Twitter... Tell you what, mate, this is a hard enough race to find the winner, let alone get the margin anywhere near it. So I reckon if you find the winner, you'll probably win the competition, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's a bloody oh. raffle this last oh, race. It's, it's not a bad way to go out. But yeah, just the get out stakes. We're excited about this one, especially the the punny name. We like that. Mm. So uh, for me, I'm going Zenays by 0.5 lengths. Log on to Twitter, get your questions in to win that meat pack. Terry. Terrific. Um, oh, I don't I don't really know, Beach. This is a race I would suggest wait for the day, be aware of a track pattern before betting into it. Um I, I like three horses stand out to me. Or three or even, I mean, Zenes is another. He probably doesn't make my three, but would be very close to making my three. Um, Heart of Kerr was a really nice midweek winner. That, that was a track which suited horses in that position. And that you really need to keep it that It sort of had mind. a lot of advantages on that. It day, did, yeah. but it also, when, when Jay pressed the button, it, it really, um, yeah, it did. It went bang. Uh, it really, it really found. Um, he really found the line. Uh, Megazone back from a seventy-two to a, a sixty-plus does have to carry the excess weight, um, as during the Tab Touch Master Series. So do I. <laughs> um, but uh, with Paul Harvey on, who's riding well, I think he'll look to ride that in a sort of a Jericho missile or a Flirtini type way, where he finds some three wide cover or just puts it to sleep and makes a big wide move. Um, Three fifty hard occur, eight bucks Megazone at the moment. Megazone's clearly the bit of value. I don't think there's much of a gap between the two. And um, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of horses winning maidens and coming straight to Saturday class, but Significant Hero was a really good win after being knocked over at Bunbury. Significant. Was it was significant. Picked up, went past, and was well back that day as well, which suggests that there's there's a bit of talk. This is a nice little horse. 54 kilos. I mean, last week we, we looked at... Um, Oh, who won the last last week? Beach sublime image. It was threes or fours out to was that last week? It was a week before. Two, sorry, two weeks, two weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Threes or fours out to about seven, eight to one, and it was just we just sort of remembered. Oh, that's why we don't take on Pike and Peters horses. I remember the now. So I think the race will come down to those three if you can make ground. Um, missing Pro fifteen twenty to one. If if it's a real leader's day, it, mm. it, it sort of showed a return to form. Only a potential. Pretty smart one from the uh, Todd and Robert Harvey Yard. Um, nobbed, yeah, knobbed it on the line. Um, but yeah, BJ, at this stage, I'm not really too excited about hopping into anything. I'll tip Pikey's mount um, on a weight and uh, rider. It just it ticks a lot of boxes in, in that sense. I mean, hard to care a Megazone, have to give it five kilos type things. And that's that's a, a fair impost. Um a fair impost to give, but wouldn't surprise me to see a horse like King's Authority um, with Damien Oliver back down to a, a sprinting journey, run a bit of a race, or Nawi as well if they're making good ground, Zanays. But yeah, you can hear the way I'm talking, BJ. If I was entering the competition, I. Uh, yeah, what would, what would your answer be? Let's Terry? go. Significant hero, 0.1 of a length. Pike to, Pike to grab him on the line. This so. could this could be like a uh, eight horse uh, blanket yeah, finish. It's, it's got that sort of feeling to I, it. I just suggest waiting till the day and um, trying to be alive in the quaddy would be my suggestion here, Beach. But uh, gun to head, significant hero in a in a tight one. 
Yeah, there's there's two ways that I looked at this. It's the two horses coming out of maiden company into graduation company, Zen A's and Significant Hero, versus the two established horses that are coming out of better races. Uh, Well, not better, well, maybe better races. Megazone definitely coming out of a higher grade and Harder Coeur, who who smashed them midweek, as Terry mentioned earlier. So they're the two group of horses that I was operating around. Outside of that, I, I shared Terry's view uh, who he threw out missing pro only from a map and um, gate point of view, uh, lightly lightly weighted with Harry Grace's three kilo claim, but for me, I'm I actually don't mind this Zenes as a horse. Yep. Got a very long loping sort of um, stride on him. Um, Should have won more than it. Is. I know it's just broke its maiden status, and that, I mean under something under ten percent of maidens win their next start, but yep. it's better than a maiden if that makes sense. Like it, it should have won its maiden last campaign um, in in far better company. So yeah, I can I can see why you're um, why you are looking that way. I just like the way he covers the ground. This horse and just got. A- Big stride length, big, big, huge stride. So Zene's from two. I think he's going to park up in a pretty sweet position. Actually, has a bit of gate speed, so it can utilise that. Um, but 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 doesn't necessarily have to burn too much fuel to be in a, to be in a striking position, which which I like. Hopefully, Drift Star and Recharger and Missing Pro roll roll along to create a really genuine tempo, so this horse doesn't get cluttered up and doesn't get pulling. If he is allowed to roll along in a rhythm and with freedom i can see troy turner angling through and four wide and being in being like called up ready to strike on mm-hmm. on straightening and and from there he's going to be really really hard hard to beat so i'm leaning towards zenay's scared of significant hero as you have to be how can you ever i mean we, we learn week in week out last two weeks ago it was mississippi delta and sublime they were image the same day, yeah. that um that really just rammed home why we shouldn't even, underestimate even the three recent power was sevens or eights <laughs> no, out about, about 13 to 1 or that something was about, so. about to get to underestimate the recent white at your peril at punters. your peril 100 percent um so they're just too good so for me i'm i, I am i'm going for zenay's on top from significant hero uh paul harvey riding a megazone for his father larry harvey as well who's the managing managing part owner of, of this horse so um family affair there for me Zene is on top yep. in the last of the day um at the current prices i think Zene is, is around 10 bucks let me just confirm that yeah ten dollars significant hero four dollars Zene's is the better value not just a better price but actually the better value out of the two so if i was betting right now on the race i'd bag Zene's also um but yeah i think the winner comes from Zene's significant hero or megazone or hard occur excellent one of those four i think even if it is a leader buyer's day, I can see Driftstar taking on Missing Pro with um, Stormy Ruler coming across, Recharger, Recharger coming across. So, and yeah. also sometimes it's funny the pattern yes. the pattern flips yes. later in the day, which, yep. which which can happen. It just throws everything upside down. One hundred percent. So one of those four for me, slight lean to Pikey, but ever so slight. Point one of a length in the Get Out Stakes competition for get me, Beach. I'll make so sure I, I'll make sure I enter that when I go on Twitter later. So don't forget the uh, the, the Get Out Stakes sponsored by Market City Meats, as well as our uh, WA Racing Trivia competition sponsored by the Mundaring Hotel. Mentioned earlier in the podcast, it's just about time for our one bet of the day, Terry. Yes, one of my uh, probably my favourite segment. I love the one bet of the day, not the best bet of the day because your best bet should be something that well, it can be something at a dollar ten. Your one bet for the day. Um, can I have two today? No, I can't have two. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Oh, you had well, two last week and we found uh, Caracarpa in the last. Right, in, in the Yes, in, in, the, the, in the Get Out Stakes. Exactly. Yeah. I reckon I would have gone pretty close there, actually. If I, I might have been a, yeah, I might have won a 
bit of a meat pack there if we that last week. Uh, one bet for the day, Mr. Genoa. Uh, I really, I'm a big fan of Mr. Genoa, and I think it just wins um, without reason at the price. If, if I was having one bet for the day purely at the at the 12, 14, 15 to one, again, hopefully that price is still floating about tonight when this this goes um, this goes live. But mm-hmm. um, they're complete standouts for me, just ahead of the Nikonian. So, so locking in, locking in without reason, Genoa. And did you have a Maddie? Oh, not really so much this week. Beach, I think it's madness that without reasons not favourite. Uh, I Maddie wise, oh, it's different. Let, let's go with let's just go with the, the feel good story and say rock magic. Good yeah, one, good one. Yeah. I like it. 30, 30, 40 to one barrier one. If it's a leader bias day, the leader gets. Imagine a kick. if rock magic wins for the Ganjimi. Oh, camp. it'll be scenes. There'll oh, be absolute hashtag scenes. scenes. Yeah, hundred percent. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully not the, the scenes that we saw at um at Ascot on Saturday was there was a bit of bit of action. Oh no, yeah, bit, yeah, bit of action. That. Yeah. Usually that type of behaviour is safe for Perth Cup Day. Just before Dig Deep ran as well, I reckon that's why he lost because the, he could he could tell there was a few non-purists temp, in the crowd. Tempers fled. Tempers definitely fled. Yeah, I, <laughs> saw, was, a, uh, I saw a few haymakers being thrown. Uh, it was so. funny that um, Ronnie Sayers, while he was accepting his award, um, the trophy for the WA Guineas, said mm-hmm. said obviously I must have upset a few people with War Saint winning <laughs> because the boys were still were still going at it while he was accepting his trophy, which was a bit of bit of humour. Um, uh, Beige, your bet, one bet, and you're Maddie. One bet is forceful, uh, oh, which is um, sounds like it's uh, it's I'm um, not getting a great response from, <laughs> from Terry, but that's what I'm doing. I'm locking in forceful yep. as my bet of the day, and Zenes in the last. Okay, so, so yeah, I'm pretty confident on Zenes right. actually. And so, we prom- promise next week we'll get it down to one each at the moment. We got to be because I it's one bet for the day, and I'm 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 leading with two or three. So I've really got to try and get that down to just one bet, don't I? Yeah, that's otherwise, okay. It's, it's misleading otherwise, isn't it? Anyway, beat your mad, your Maddie's what I'm more interested in. Yeah, I struggled struggled to come up with a Maddie, mm-hmm. thinking maybe in the country championship final sponsored by Tab Touch, the road to Ascot. Something like Master Splinter or Speed Bandit. For a real Maddie, I might whack in Speed Bandit okay. down, down on 54 kilos. I reckon it's currently $17, but I reckon it's it will be double, well. double that on the day. So flying that, for the, uh, the faithful combo. Samantha and Natasha. Yeah, yep. that would be something, wouldn't it? She's riding well, Natasha, since she's um, come back from injury as well. So it's good to see her riding a few winners around the, the and, country tracks. And just a little bit extra in this week's podcast. Not that we need a lot. We're well over time. Horses, yeah, to, we horses to follow. Overs punters getting the queue. This is this is for uh, those people who have, st- who have stuck around long enough to get a little bit of yes. gold at the end of the day. Uh, horses to follow. Terry, what have you got? Or do you want me to start? You go first. Yeah, I saw a horse trial at Belmont on Monday. Simon A. Miller trained three-year-old. Its name is Queen of Soul. Yes, good heat, one. Heat 10, 1,000-meter trial. Wow, All it right. was impressive. Follow he, follow her uh, when she steps out. We'll be winning. Horse midweek last Wednesday. Good thing beat. Horse called Bedouin Bell, Lulu Chiani, Jade McNaught that day. Peaking. Yeah, uh, it will be just – it will – Win whatever it steps out in yeah, next start. Yeah, will find a nice sixty plus next start. Uh, I really like the ride, race, run. Sorry, I'm losing my words, Bead. We've gone over the hour and now I'm losing it. Beautiful minds uh, in the uh, jungle mess. Really liked its run. Think up to fourteen hundred. Um, I'm not sure what the next one's called. The next one is the Jungle Dawn. Jungle Dawn. In the Jungle Dawn, I don't think the 1400 will yeah. suit Dance Music, who I think is being spelled anyone. I don't think that'll suit Electric Light. So um, beautiful minds in, I'm going to call it the Jungle Dawn already. Probably jumps even money, but um, be hard to beat. 
You know I like my deep country stuff, Beach. A couple I want to uh, point out. Um, deep country. I like my it. Deeper, well, this isn't too deep a country, but um, Dance Mindy Dance was, uh, was a very astute purchase as an eight-year-old for uh, Mark Wright. I'm a big Mark Wright fan. It's last two, and it's Probably only two. Not, not again, Ken fame. <laughs> not for exactly right. His, uh, his last two for Mark Wright have been absolutely huge. It's not nommed for anything coming up. Um, in the next few days. I haven't seen next week's noms yet. They're out till tomorrow. Dance Mindy Dance will win one or win one at a price soon. Um, the other one, she's a pocket rocket for Bruce Watkins Stable. Mm, who's not a bad run. The other I think both of those two will win and probably find they'll probably be uh, they win their next start at a price as well. All things being equal. So. Excellent. Well, we've, we've, we've finished off strong. Big thanks to Timmy Hewitt from Market City Meats and the Get Out Steaks competition, as well as Ian Butchie O'Connor, Froffy's Feed and Flutter at the Mundaring Hotel in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Terry, you want to take us out, mate? Of course. Thanks for joining us once again. Good luck to uh, all the aspirants in the uh, the Winterbottom Stakes, especially all the locals. Let's hope we can uh, keep the... Uh, Keep the winner's check at home this time around. But uh, until next week on The 1-1. One, one.